Welcome to the Soul Liberated Life Podcast, where you come to activate the remembrance of who you are, unlock the gifts you're here to offer, and unleash the co-creative experience you're here to love through. I'm your host, Jody Rodenbaugh, sharing deep wisdom and life intelligence through my life and death experiences, and through my gifts in liberating and expanding powerful soul-led leaders and your lineage. Every episode holds timeless wisdom and potent messages to call your soul back home and into her wildest dreams and deepest desires. So strap on your headphones, breathe into your heart, expand your mind. Let's go. Today's episode is taken from one of my free masterclasses called rapid awakening program and this is day four from that program it is all about the upkeep the upkeep is something that we need to continually do a lot of people think that they've healed a thing that they've gotten through a thing that they've gotten past a point but if we don't continue to do the upkeep it continues to rise to the surface inside of our body until it explodes or implodes around us so today we're going to jump right into that particular lesson. Enjoy. Most of you are afraid. Most people are not necessarily afraid of what might happen. They're afraid of what they might feel. They're afraid of what they might have to feel. So I'm going to tell you a, a, a story. Today is... The upkeep, the upkeep. You've never, you're not arriving. You're not arriving. You're not gonna be woke, suddenly woke. All these people that are just like, I'm, I'm woke, I'm, awake, I'm awake, and you are not because you voted for blank, blank, blank. Really? I see pretty conscious people on both sides of the fence. But I also see on both sides of the fence, things in black and white. You're going to believe whatever you wanna find proof for. The more you can stand in an aligned place where you're not too far swung over here, and you're not too far swung over here, but you're aligned, you will be able to see more truth because your emotions aren't going to be involved in that. You, you won't be afraid to feel anything because you'll feel it and you'll move through it and you know you're going to stay alive. So the upkeep is where most people quit. Like, you might be coming in, you might be somebody who's done all, the, done all the reading of books and listening to the podcasts and maybe you've invested a little bit in coaching or a little bit in self-development or something of that nature. But it's not like we get to this, this end point where we have arrived, where we have cleaned everything out. Do you know why? Because you are a human. Every single day, if you are truly living, you're going to be doing this inner cleaning up all the time. All the time. 
it's like a football game, okay? I, I'm not so much of a football fan, <laughs> but I am from Kansas City, Missouri, the heart of America, the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we won the Super Bowl last year, so I'm kind of a fan now because <laughs> it was really exciting. And Patrick Mahomes is a freaking genius. He's a football genius. So, anyway. What was I saying? Football. So, in football, you take the ball and you run it to the end zone. I'm going to bring it really basic for you. <laughs> you run it to the end zone. Each of these end zones are, it's not the end of a game. That's where life is different from football. Because football has a win and a loss. Life doesn't have win and wins and loses. Life is about playing the freaking game. Life is about being who you desire to be. Being proud of the woman that you are. Radiant. Sexy. Making decisions based in deep soul desire. Showing up in the world and cycling through this give and take. Not take as in, I, 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 I'm going to take your cookie. Not take as in that. But a cycle of give and take. So we give, but we also receive. Receive is a take. I can't wait to talk about money because there is a massive misconception out there that if we put equal amounts of money, I'm just going to go here right now because it's on the tip of my tongue and I'm just going to say it. There's a huge misconception that if we put the same amount of money in each human's hand, that now everything is equal. Now, there's no injustice in the world. Well, around money anyway. No, that's not the way it works. You have a money intelligence. You have a wealth intelligence. It's the blueprint. So money in my hands would be used in a completely different way than maybe money in my daughter's hands. Money in my neighbor's hands even might be used in a completely different way than money in my hands or money in my husband's hands. Money in my husband's hands is used in a completely different way than money in my hands and vice versa. And there's no good or bad, right or wrong in that. But if we handed out the same amount of money to every single human, the money would go back to the people who have the wealth intelligence. Because the people that don't have the wealth intelligence are going to spend it on things like, I don't know, Mountain Dew. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Mountain freaking dew. I'm sorry if you drink Mountain Dew and that felt like a judgment, but Mountain Dew. 
I don't know. It just came to me. I love you still. <laughs> it wouldn't work. This is why when people win the lottery, they lose it right away. They don't have the intelligence, the emotional intelligence to hold the capacity of that money, which is just paper. That's all it is. It's just paper. But that paper holds a frequency. And that frequency is a reflection of what you believe about yourself. And what you know about how money works and how the world works. So if we handed out money to everybody, they're going to go back to the way things were before they even had the money. They will. Most of them. There are going to be the outliers. There are going to be those who are just sitting on a fence like... They, are, they have been inner hustling and they have been asking, praying, show me, show me. And then it arrives and boom, they take off. These are the underdogs. These are people that come from poverty, people that come from destruction, people that come from abusive homes that you see that freaking rocked their world. Because they believed in themselves. They believed that they mattered. They weren't sitting there though. They were sitting there believing in themselves and the world. They were sitting there believing that they were an investment, not a liability. That they were an investment, not a gamble. So back to the football, <laughs> back to the football. When you run the ball and you, you make a touchdown, you run to the end zone, that is the next level. It's a new, it's not an inning. What is it, you guys? Gee, many Christmas. I'm really not that much of an idiot around football, but I know it's not an inning and that is what's coming to me. Shit. Next quarter. <laughs> my late husband is like on my shoulder right now. Like smacking me in the back of the head for that one. <laughs> so we get to these end zones. And because like the people who follow me are amazing freaking people. You're ambitious as holy hell. You've accomplished a lot of things. You've gotten so far in your life and there's this little tweaking that needs to be done to get you to that next level. You have a deep desire to make something magical happen and you probably know deep down what it is that you're here to bring. But we have all this coding, you guys, this coding that tells us we can't have it all. That as women, we have to look a certain way, be a certain way, uh, feel a certain way in order to be a good wife, in order to be a good mom. No. If you want to be a good mom, be around other good moms and calibrate up to that. Clean your shit up inside. Tell a better story about yourself. 
do the rise work and the soul work within rise. Remember we have three realms that we play in. We have the predictable realm, which is like the probability of this happening is pretty great because it's happened in the past. This is historical data. And we look at history and we say history repeats itself. Yes, it does. Yes, it does until you change who you are. When you change who you are, the things that you do change. The next step shows up. But it never does until you change this. And sometimes in the action, you also are changing yourself. So when you do something different, you have to also be someone different in order to not sabotage it. Next is the possibility. So this is where we open the door. When I, when I brought you to here and I said, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong about all of it? If I'm wrong about who I voted for, am I gonna die if the other person wins? You see, one of the, one of the main things that humans need or they think they need is the need to be right. The need to be right will cause you to lose every single time. It's not about the need to be right. Just ask yourself, Am I willing to be wrong? Am I willing to let shit land? Looking into rise now, you guys. Step one. Looking into soul communication, actually. Step one. Shh. Let shit land. You can know more than you say. But just stop for a second and be quiet and just listen. Like, are you going to handle it? And you say, I don't know, Jody, because I don't know. I don't know. I can't predict what they're going to do. And no, no, you can't because you can't predict crazy. You can't predict crazy. You can't predict what you don't understand either. But that doesn't mean that we close the door to opportunity. The more you have a need to be right, the more you're re-traumatizing your brain. Open the door with, hmm, what if? Just be willing a little bit to be wrong. Just a little bit. Open that door just a little bit. Because when you open that door a little bit, and you allow that fear, allow that worry, allow that feeling that you don't want to feel to just land. That's when you open the door to potentiality. That's when poof, an idea comes in. That's when poof, data comes in and you find an article that helps you understand. Which you're not going to find it during this election. <laughs> There's so much craziness.
the fence. Don't, don't let either side fool you. Don't let either side fool you. We're playing a game here. You're planting seeds right now and how you respond to all of this, how you respond to losing is a really big deal. It's a really big deal to your future self. So sit with it and just go into, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if I do lose this? What, what feeling will you have? Yes, surrender. Let it go. Drop it into the universe. That's where people get, give it up to God. Release. Let it go. Believe that everything is working out for you. Always. Drop it there. So, remember that the feelings are the foundation. And when I say most people are afraid of what they're going to feel, like they will avoid the feeling, this feeling, whatever the feeling is. Like I want you to start examining what, are, what is the feeling that you're trying to avoid? What is the feeling that you don't want to feel? What is this feeling? So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to go through my timeline a little bit more and tell you a story because I want you to understand how to integrate this into your life. What taught me how I came up with soul communication and the RISE process, even though I just actually made the acronym, but I've been doing this work. This work is integrated in every program that I do. <coughs> I can't drink lately. I just choked myself again. It's integrated in every program that I do. But I want to tell you, I want to show you how the brain works on trauma. And I'm going to talk about my, my love life in particular. Because my love life has been, I was going to say one of the most painful, but it's all been painful. I've had health trauma. I've had wealth trauma I've, or money trauma. I've also had relationship trauma. But every single thing begins with the relationship that you have with yourself and how much power you have over your emotions. Everything. So after Thor died, I got to tell you, the worst part was not that my husband died. And that was without words unexplainable to you. The worst part was who I was before he died. The worst part was how out of control of my own emotional home I was. I was a freaking pioneer of emotional intelligence, teaching children how to be emotionally intelligent. But I would come home to my own home and I would lose my freaking mind. Lose my mind. Crumb on the floor freak the freak out like the Pope himself is going to come to my house and I'm not even Catholic. 
husband wasn't doing something perfectly, everything was his fault. Resent after resent after resent after resent. Why? Because I thought that love was based in being perfect. Being that robot wife. Somewhere between Mary Poppins and who? Martha Stewart. <laughs> and a mother like Mary Poppins for sure. For sure. But it was coding. It was my own emotional and relationship experience. It was my own lineage. I didn't know how to love my husband. All I wanted to do was jump in my husband's arms like that excited kind of, I'm so happy to see you. And I, was, I felt that inside of me. But I could not get it into action. It was stuck. Trauma. And I worked my ass off. I read, I, that's where my book collection started. I was doing everything I possibly could to do the surgery on myself. I knew I didn't need therapy. Therapy doesn't have a solution for this. Why would I waste my time there? Then I started figuring it out. It was painful because it was just me. I had nobody to talk to. I didn't even share these things with him. It was just me and my own little body and my own little head, my own little secret thoughts. And I started loving him. And I started listening to my soul, that voice from the invisible telling me, you know, simple things like reach out and touch his hand. Oh, okay. I guess that's what love is. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I'll, I'll reach out and touch his hand. Get smile. He just asked you how your day was. Respond, Jody. Respond. It was great. How was your day? And then my, my, my work, because I was teaching inner city children and they were coming from places that you don't want to bring home. So I had to shut myself off. This is what medication does to you guys too. Shuts you off. If you can't feel fear and anxiety and all of the things, then you can't feel joy either. If you numb one, you're going to numb them all. And just when I thought I'd, you know, figured something out, we decided to have our third baby. We were happy, top of our game. I was getting proud of myself because I started to listen and I started to take actions on these things that I'd been avoiding that literally my brain and my body were coded and programmed to fear the one thing that I loved the most, which was my husband and love and relationships. To fear him. I married this man. 
I sleep with him every night. Why does your body feel so afraid to take these actions? Coding. It's not because you've done something bad, although you probably made decision after decision after decision based in that coding. It's post, post-traumatic love disconnection is what I call it. Then when you go on to make decisions from that place, it's post-traumatic love decisions. PTLD squared. I made that up. You won't find it in any book. (laughs) Then he dies. What the actual fuck? You mean I opened my heart, finally opened my heart, and now he's gone? What the actual fuck? There is no other phrase in the American language for that. When it's a what the actual fuck moment, it's a what the actual fuck moment, ladies. If you're triggered by that word, that's just coding. That's just the labels that somebody somewhere told you that you were a bad little girl, that you were naughty, that you weren't nice if you said those words. So what does that all mean? And what happens, you guys, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. What happens is your, your brain and your body, when you have these traumatic events, when you go through these things, and I need you to understand that what we are going through right now in our history, no matter what is going on behind your home, if you don't feel absolute power over your emotions, you're experiencing trauma. And when you're unable to process that, You're going to overstay your welcome in a grief, disappointed state, which is trauma. And this is why then we get all these labels of anxiety and depression because we just keep, you know, trying to do the same thing and it doesn't work. So what happens to your brain if you're not aware and you haven't cleaned up and you haven't done the inner work that needs to be done All of the sudden, you'll start operating from these parts of your mind that have been dormant for years, that maybe you made a vow that you would never be that way. And now all of the sudden, here you are playing the role of your mother or playing the role of your father or married to the role of your father. And that's not at all what you intended to do. Or you're now in a relationship that was re- that's repeating from that past relationship. This is why we women say to me sometimes, they're like, I think my picker is wrong. I just keep picking the same wrong guy. Know what you believe about yourself and the feelings that you have about yourself is the problem. So what happens is we go back to these primal parts of our brains when we were children, these things within ourselves that we hadn't healed from childhood. And all of a sudden, you're 30, 
35, 40, 45, the list goes on, 65, and you're acting like you're two, or three, or five, or 12, and you're sitting back and you're going, what is that? Or you're looking at your spouse and saying the same thing. What is that about? That's just your coding, guys. It's wanting to come out and be healed. It's tired of laying dormant inside of you. And then you do something. You make a decision. So here's what happened with me. I didn't know what I wanted. I knew that I was going... I knew that I probably wasn't going to be single for the rest of my life. Right? Like, I, I knew that. But I didn't really know, like I hadn't really processed, definitely not in the way that I have, that I did with my now husband, how he manifested him, and definitely not the way that I teach other women how to manifest their soul man, soul man. My little girl inside of me woke up and she wanted attention. And so I started dating someone that in hindsight, anyone else would have beat themselves up for. Like, how in the heck? How in the heck? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you be with someone who was so emotionally abusive? Now, when I say that, I need you to understand that I wasn't a victim in it all. I knew the role that I was playing. I was playing the role of my mother and he was playing the role of my stepfather. This is what happens. This is how history repeats itself. And so I started noticing that he would act a certain way or he would have a certain feeling. He would ghost me. He would say the most disgusting things that, I, that you've been saying in your secret thoughts, right? Because when people, when, when, when you're surrounding yourself with somebody who's toxic, who's abusive, who says nasty, mean things to you, it's because you're saying it to yourself in your own damn secret thoughts. And once you've cleaned it up, once you have been in a place where you're like, enough, I'm, why am I tolerating this? I've gotten what I needed here. You're out of there. You are out of there. But it was like an addiction. It becomes an addiction. The addiction to fixing. The addiction to needing to find the answer. The addiction to needing to be right. And once you can see the pattern, and I'm like looking at it going, holy shit, I'm playing the role of my mom here and he's playing the role of my stepdad. This is not a game that I want to play. Sorry, babes. I got kicked off the internet and I'm going to have to leave you hanging until next week when I do a continuation of how I was able to leave a relationship that wasn't serving me anymore and how to notice when it's time to actually leave. Because there are in the journey these times where you think it's time to go and you're like, wait a minute, I'm so confused now. 
and it's really not time to go, you still have codes to gather. You still have things to learn. But when you know, you just know. Hey, beauty. I hope you enjoyed today's transmission. If you found this valuable, we would love to know by giving us your rating and review. And of course, by sharing the good word with your people. To get closer access to me, come on over to IG at Jody Rodenball and search Soul Liberated Life on Facebook to enter our complimentary Facebook group. If you'd like to know how to partner with me for your liberation and deeper ways you can learn from me, just send me a DM on the IG or FB. I'd love to hear from you. Until the next episode, remember, there's magic to be unleashed inside of you and miracles beyond your wildest dreams ready for you to answer your call. You coming?